Hey everyone, welcome to Swin with me. Swin with me is a new academic podcast made by the Swinburne Peer Assistant, and our purpose of making this podcast is to is to provide <laughs> academic support and provide academic support and I don't know the rest I'm to sorry. help you get through to, to the whole semester. semester. With flying colors. <laughs> With flying colors. Take one, finish. <laughs> so its purpose is to provide you guys academic information regarding Swinburne issues, the community, and basically just trying to get you through semester with flying colors. So we're all uh, student peer assistants, commonly known as the spas. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't work at a spa. We are, are the spa. We are yeah. the spa, <laughs> yep. Um <laughs> And if you need any help with anything, not with assignments, but just to ha- just how to do do them or go about them, you could always meet us at ATC 206. I'm Joshua. I'm currently studying the major of international business. And I've just actually finished my professional placement year. So I am in my fourth year. Um, one thing that's interesting about me is I look like Tarzan. And if I'm ever volunteering, my name tag will be Tarzan. So people can remember me <laughs> easier. They don't have to remember my real name. And it makes it fun. People remember, oh, you're that guy. You're Tarzan. Yeah, that's me, man. That's me. Calm down. <laughs> I'm Natasha, and I'm studying my master's in construction and infrastructure management. I did my bachelor's in architecture. And, uh, well, I am in my final semester getting busy with my research. I'm also running the Tango Club this semester, if in case you guys are interested. And I'm I'm like the dancing pixie around campus, so if you do see somebody going up and down without music, well, that's probably me. <laughs> My name is Leonard. Uh, I've been doing a Master's in Design, Strategy and Innovation over at Design Factory Melbourne. I've uh, been here for about eight years now. My bachelor's originally was a uh, bachelor's in Digital Media Design. Um, I'm actually, this is something for you guys, but I'm, yes, I'm the meme guy. So I'm that really awkward face on the Facebook stalker page for Swinburne. And an interesting fact, I'm afraid of caterpillars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jenny. I am the producer of this podcast. So I will be not speaking all that much, but I'll just chime in with random questions and comments and stuff all through it. Um, I am studying film and television um, I'm in my fourth and final year this year, and I like knitting and drinking tea on a Friday night instead of going out and having fun like a normal person. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> now, who am Ner- I to say? Nerd like? and proud. <laughs> so today on the show, we've got Dr. Michelle Lim, who's going to be the guest for today, talking about social connections and activities. Hi. Would you like to tell us something about yourself? So um, I'm here as a lecturer, or senior lecturer at Swinburne, and most of my work is looking at loneliness or addressing loneliness in young people, especially in students. Uh, we do know that uh, university is actually a time of transition for many people, and um, it's really important that we address or we kind of think about how we can facilitate meaningful relationships um, in our Swinburne community. Right. So you work as the director of the Social Health and Wellbeing Laboratory right here at Swinburne? Is that's, that correct? That's correct. Um, I have another hat, which is um, also uh, I'm the scientific chair of the Australian Coalition to End Loneliness. So we're a national initiative that um, is made up of 10 universities and multiple organizations. 
um, that uh, have, a, I guess, the strategic priority of actually reducing loneliness across Austral- in Australians across all ages. Oh, wow. So I think the perfect place to begin is at the university level. Absolutely, because we do know that young people from anywhere from the age of 16 to 25, they're actually really um, vulnerable to feeling loneliness, uh, feeling lonely. And they're one of the two uh, vulnerable groups uh, across the ages. Right, that is true. Wow. Um, Could you go a bit in further why they're the most uh, vulnerable group yep. of students? So or? we know that loneliness peaks in across uh, the lifespan in two ages, so around 16 um, to 25, and then another one which is over the age of probably 65. And when we think about the uh, those two groups, they actually become they're actually the more vulnerable groups. Um, there's actually losses and uh, transitions in those two particular groups. So with older people, it might be different. You know, it might be like moving from, um, you know, their community and their homes into residential care or nursing homes. Uh, younger people, um, like yourselves, you know, you're going through massive social changes. So even though they're all good things, they can be really stressful. So we're looking at uh, adjustments to um, new institutions like university, uh, loss of uh, friends or different uh, social networks, you know, come from high school to university. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a change in your social networks, um, change in the, the way you relate to people as well. You know, the environment's different. Um, the, the way it's structured, you might relate to your university friends very differently to high school friends. High levels of social anxiety, so fear of um, being embarrassed or humiliated or saying the wrong thing, fear of being judged. Um, those are very common experiences that young people have. Mm. And um, when you have this massive transition, you know, it's actually quite normal to feel quite disconnected from people. So that's nothing unusual that, that peop- when people feel disconnected from their friends, mm-hmm. it's absolutely actually very normal. Right. Um, so I have a few questions on, from your experience, like what are some of the importance of your s- of social health and well-being and then how do we reduce loneliness? Mm-hmm. It's a really good question. I think, um, you know, there are a couple of questions here. I think increasingly in the last five years, we're getting some good research evidence to say that loneliness is actually very bad for health. Mm. So there's a really, really big problem. Are we getting lonelier? Probably it's an age or problem. We've always had that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think... Um, we have more awareness now of what that is and less stigmatization and, and about what loneliness is. Mm. So loneliness is defined as a subjective feeling. So what is lonely for me or when I feel lonely is very different for you. Yeah. So you need to think about what is important for you. Some people need, as I was saying, many, many, many meaningful relationships and other people need a lot fewer. So um, I... I think if it feels really o- overwhelming, especially when you're at university, you uh, can focus on just one or two relationships because it's really quite hard to, you know, put a lot of pressure on yourself to make many, many friends. And even if you do have acquaintances, just think about how you can make one acquaintance into a friend and what kind of steps do you need to get an acquaintance into a friend? Is it time? Is it investment? Is it self-disclosure? Is it sharing, shared experiences? Um, what works for you? True. Thank you for that. <laughs> mm. So another thing as an international student uh, within this group, now where I come from, it's I've never had a privacy bubble. 
you know. So we've always had family around or we've had a lot of people around, whether friends or not. So after coming here, I realized that it's very important, very important to respect everybody's privacy. And that started causing a lot of loneliness in another way that even if I wanted to try and make a lot more friends, I knew that I have to respect everybody's privacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, I think, causes a lot of um, people like us to find only more people like us and start creating groups of people from the same place. And that doesn't really help us much. Yes, it helps us in talking our own language and try to feel belonged to university or a space. But how do you think we should tackle that sort of a... Not a problem, but I know it's that about... particular dynamic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that that particular issue is uh, very relevant, um, especially when we have huge uh, or variety of... Num- you know, different students coming from different places. It's actually really logical for you to gravitate towards your own culture because if especially, say for example, you're coming from what we call a collective culture as as opposed to individualistic cultures, you might feel like you're able to um, make more meaningful connections within those who identify with the same collective culture, for example. Um, I think that's actually an okay thing. However, I think it's also important to make an effort to relate to other people from different cultures because it's actually part of our learning here at university. Um, when we go out to our workplaces, it's very likely that we have to interact with other people with different cultures. And it doesn't mean that just because you're from a different culture, you don't form those meaningful relationships. Um, it's really important that we learn those things now and we make an effort and we do a trial and error. Uh, it might not work for other cultures but it's about communication you know it's like okay so what's I actually you know actually saying oh I don't actually know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate because I'm from this particular culture what is it like for your culture and using that as a learning opportunity great thank you so much for that Um, my last question would be what was your experience while studying and facing the social health and well-being problems and what or and what motivated you to study this degree so the stu- the degree that I studied was psychology, and um, I really had, I guess, an early interest in that from a very young age. I wanted to kind of know what makes people tick. But also, I was very interested in understanding relationships and what's a healthy relationship as opposed to what's not healthy. Um, going through uni- university, I think I have a very similar experience to many university students. Is that there's the level of novelty and disconnection and trying to find your feet. And I think as a university student, you almost kind of need to give yourself a bit of allowance to actually... Uh, almost kind of um, uh, tumble through this this sensitive period of social change. And if you can find your people, it's great. But if you can't, there's always going to be people, there are always going to be people elsewhere outside university in which you can ident- identify with and relate to. It really doesn't matter. I think it's about finding your people and making sure that those people have your back. Thank you so very we shouldn't much. take it to heart even if we're not able to readily um, accept other cultures initially? Absolutely. But a continuous effort is definitely going to help. You need to think about your self-development, about what kind of person you want to be. Are you going to be someone that uh, 
is always going to stay in the comfort zone or are you going to be someone that steps outside that comfort zone and actually be more versatile? And really, these are skills that we take on to our workplaces. Workplaces are, um, I guess, these, um, you know, um, areas where we don't get to choose who we interact with, true. right? You know, like and family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, maybe that's true. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we're forced to uh, work well with them. And sometimes we, we might not find many shared experiences um, with these people, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Diversity and, um, you know, what can we learn from other people? That's really m my question rather than, oh, they're different from us. Uh, I think that's not as helpful as learning from diversity. But I think it also starts by respecting Absolutely. other people and their cultures. Yep. And I think that is what is going to help them accept mm -hmm. anyone and everyone. Absolutely. And that whole accept accepting and and. and you know, valuing difference is incredibly uh, crucial. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for coming much, along. Right. So our next guest is Paul Kneebone, who's been here forever at Swinburne <laughs> University. And he's going to be talking about, I guess, mentorships and things like spa and volunteer events here at Swinburne. Yeah, it's not quite forever, Leonard, but a uh, long time. Um, it's a long time. You've been here uh, forever, haven't you? Yeah, eight years. <laughs> I think I'd but it's not two digits. It's still one digit, <laughs> okay. so it's, I wouldn't say it's long time. At least I'm <laughs> getting paid to be here. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I've been here a long time, <laughs> I guess is the point. Um, and, uh, what do you do here, Paul? Good question. Uh, sometimes wonder, but uh, except because it's coffee. Yeah, I, I do lots best. of nice things. Um, uh, but uh, I've done a couple of different roles at Swinburne. At first, I was working at um, was at Swinburne Student Life. Now I'm an academic advisor in um, student engagement, and I've been doing that for like three, four years or so. Yeah. So uh, um, what we do uh, in those area in my current job, we um, uh, help first year students predominantly with academic advice and helping them get settled in. Um, we do a program called Strategies for Success, um, which is like a lead up to orientation and starting your classes, things like that. Uh, and then um, we also look after peer support programs. Uh, I work with the Swinburne Peer Assistance. You, you people. And we also do work with the mentor programs, um, study groups, a few other things. I also work with the Student Representative Council. Um, so leading to our theme of this week for social activities and building relationships within Swinburne, could you explain a bit more of the mentor program and its aim for our students? Yeah, well, um, so mentoring's been around for a very long time. Um, uh, I guess the concept is is basically that someone with um, lots or, or some experience shares that experience with someone who has less experience. Um, and that's a really old concept. Um, it's uh, in terms of its formal existence at Swinburne, um, it's probably been in its current form for not that long, um, just a few years, I think. Um, the purpose of it really is to just build community, to put people in touch with each other and to have some kind of human connection um, outside of your classes, um, which are often not really involving much human con connection mm. aside from listening to the human who's just kind of talking at you um, and giving you lots of information. But then obviously from that sort of um, 
experience where you're going to your classes, it's, there's lots of, you have lots of questions or lots of things that uh, happen outside of that classroom environment. And um, the mentoring is really uh, there to help you build connections and relationships, uh, which obviously is like a nice thing, a human thing to to have relationships with other people, but also where you might have questions about what happens in class or um, things that will help you kind of adjust to life at university. Uh, there's someone there who's been through it before. Um, usually we do it in small groups. So one mentor and a few um, mentees, new students. Um, so it, as well as getting the connection with the mentor, you're also kind of building connections with other new students, which is nice to have um, people you know in class and stuff, I think. Mm. Um, as an academic advisor, uh, we're often helping students who are struggling with their study for a number of reasons. It hardly ever has to do with ability to um, understand content. It's almost always due to like other circumstance, loneliness, um, circumstances around accommodation issues or finance or all these things that um, mentors can be someone definitely who helps talk you through those things, understands the support services that are here. Um, and, um, and tell you where to go, tell you where to go, meet. that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, right. we do the, the, um, the kind of academic support comes more from, um, programs like the Swinburne Peer Assistance. So they can give you, yeah, some really nice, um, content specific help and your lecturers, of course, and, um, tutors who are there for that. Yeah. I was just going to say like, well, I mean, I, when I first came to Swinburne, I came straight from high school and stuff and, um, getting here my first semester. Classes, you know, they're all fine. Understanding content, that's all good. But I think the, the hardest thing for me was just being a new student on campus and literally like the small things of, you know, where do I go to find a coffee? Where can I go? Where can I get a nice lunch? And just being able to talk to a few people who I who I just, well, I wasn't really aware who I could talk to for simple things like that. And I'm wishing this was kind of around during my time. Um, so this would have been about eight years ago. Um, I wish that was there just for me as a student to kind of be more well acquainted with, with the campus and with the community and stuff like that. It wasn't until I myself became a mentor where things got a bit easier because I was able to see other students and they were pretty much me back in 2012 when I first started. So it's nice for mentors to really build that connection with students themselves. Because well, they you see turned themselves. out okay, then. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. I mean, you I struggled mean, through. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. still here because, you know, I've got you nowhere else to go. Now, I'm too scared to go anywhere else, really. But, you know, yeah. the mentor stuff was so good. But you know. <laughs> So I have a, um, a statement and a question to make. So this is more about volunteering yeah. and as a program. Mm -hmm. So all of us here that's present in the podcast have met each other through either spa or volunteering through S4S. Yeah. And... Like personally, I can see the benefits of it and making good um, quality connections. But I wanted to get your intake on what are the benefits of volunteering and how do we sign up for these activities such as S4S okay. and other volunteering activities? Yeah, well, so the benefits of volunteering, I think... Um Volunteers feel good, don't they? Like it feels good to volunteer. <laughs> you feel like, okay, I'm doing a nice thing. I'm helping out. That's that's really important in itself. And the free food, the free I think, really helps. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Getting the lunch. <laughs> Is that what you do at Natasha? Okay. <laughs> I think we're starting to discover a few things about. Yeah. I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't know about those benefits <laughs> until right. we actually got them. I'm like, whoa, now it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to recognize. It people's good work and I think you've got to encourage them, you know, where they're, where they're doing those things. So 
personally, I'm amazed that people put their hands up for these things because it was not me at university. I was a classic go to class and go home and often not even, you know, go to class. <laughs> so, or go home. <laughs> yeah. oh, I was always at home actually. <laughs> I barely left home. Um, but, um, you know, so I'm, I'm always constantly amazed that uh, people like you who say, yes, I'll, I'll do that. I'll kind of get involved. To be honest, um, I think, like you were saying, Leonard, I would have benefited a lot from from just saying, yes, I'll do some of these things. Yeah, but I think the best part about volunteering was to be able to meet people from other disciplines sure, and I've other backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the best part for me yeah. because... I was sick and tired of meeting everybody from science. Sure. Mm. And, yeah, yeah. and then once you do that, you only talk about assignments and you only talk about professors yeah. and classes. Okay. But yeah. this is something which helped me learn about what other things Swinburne has to offer. Yes. Okay. I didn't know about business and law yeah. and psychology and arts and just right, right. a variety of things and aviation and all kinds of dual degrees. And it was just, it's amazing to meet people from. All kinds of backgrounds. Yeah, sure. And learning wh- how much scope there is. Yeah. And probably help them out, you know, if you can. Well, I'm really happy to hear other. that. The way that you uh, learn from each other, build relationships with each other, um, and and kind of get involved in either volunteering or clubs through special interest areas. I think that those things are a way to broaden yourself as a human being in some ways. And I think that's an important part of when you get out of this place to participate in the world and kind of understand what's going on. Um, I would say, yeah, clubs are awesome to get the cultural clubs. Um, it's all about feeling like you belong and feeling like this place, that you're connected with this place. And I think clubs can play a, a big part in that. As long as you've got a balance with, you know, what you're really <laughs> here for, which is to, you know, study and study, do well with your study. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was lovely having you here, Paul. Um, thank you for swinging with us today. Oh, I loved swinging <laughs> with you. Thank you very much for having <laughs> thank me. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. No way. Okay, so I have a really lame joke, which some people might like, but I like dad jokes. But basically, a guy walks into a bar and there's these peanuts there, a bowl of peanuts. And the bowl of peanuts starts talking to the guy saying really nice things like, oh, I like your shirt, I like your tie. And then the, and then the guy asked the bartender, Why, what's up with these peanuts? And the bartender goes, oh, they're complimentary. Yeah, really <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> really nice. <laughs>